Well, as I look down at my gut hanging over my belt, as embarrassed as I am, it is that time of the year, New Year's resolutions, boys. Uh, we all got to have them. We all got to break them. Uh, it's just a matter of how shortly those long- New Year's resolutions live on in their lives. Classic, I could drop the, you know what, for my coaches listening out there, if they do, Scotty, big screen, big coach of mine, you know, dropping the weight, getting in shape. Well, fuck, it'd be 23 years of that. Now going on 24, that would be dropping and losing weight because probably at four years old, I was thinking the same thing as a chunky baby. But it's New Year's resolutions time. I want to hear from you boys before we get the show going today. Uh, what are your boys' New Year's resolutions? Westy, let's start off with you. What's what's something that's been haunting you in 2021 that you want to shake your demons out of 2022? Yeah, there's a lot of New Year's re- resolutions out there like I can think of, but the big one is is Mike Glennon. I, I never want to cheer for Mike Glennon ever again. When he's in the game, I just want to turn the TV off. That's that's my New Year's re- resolution. So you're thinking right off the bat, first week of NFL season, or first week of NFL in the 2022 New Year, when Mike Glennon is projected uh, projected to be the starter, you're just going to not watch first week of 2022. Oh, he's not going to be on the New York Giants. He's going to be on somewhere else trying to destroy their franchise. But if I ever see that game, I'm just switching it immediately, turning it off, not being even close to Mike Glennon. As far away, it could be. Beautiful. Well, I love it. It's nothing personal about yourself, but it's about another human being trying to be a professional athlete. I love it. Prasan, what do you got for yours? Oh, my New Year's resolution is that I'm going to stop going on my burner account and getting into it with fellow AFC North fans from other teams, because I've gone a little off the rails. I'm sure someone out there knows where my burner account is, but I've said some pretty malicious stuff over the last couple of weeks. And I've had to take a look in the mirror and realize I probably shouldn't be doing this and saying things like that to another human being. So yeah, that's my new year's resolution. It's beautiful. You know, I, I do know your, your burner account. It is a beautiful thing to see, especially knowing that, you know, the, uh, the person, you know, the little profile picture, not being yourself, even uh, it's a nice sight to see, you know, just someone going out there and sharing his true facts on, you know, the uh, World Wide web. Uh, yeah. So I'll give you guys my classic uh, New Year's resolution. That's going to fail by January 7th. And I'll give you one that I'm actually trying to do. Uh, the first one, the, the one that's going to be done by January 7th, uh, is quit midweek mid mid week drinking because I am our uh, withdraw motto here is uh, we drink more on a Tuesday than we do on New Year's. Classic. I'll be doing both, but we drink more on Tuesdays than people most people do on New Year's. So that's my New Year's resolution that is doomed to be failed by January seventh. And then my actual New Year's resolution I'm trying to do for myself personally because I am a fat whore at this point is I want to stop the uh, late night eating. I really do. It's tough. The late night eating is what kills you. Uh, you know, obviously that's probably a little bit consumed by the drinking as well. Cause we all get a little munchies when we uh, drink, but it's hard to do that when you're drinking Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and you're late night eating all those days. So uh, those are my two news resolutions. Uh, let's get, so going the big show. news here out of Canada that broke the hearts of many people on their holiday breaks, the 2022 world junior hockey championship was canceled recently as early as of Wednesday, whenever you're listening to this, the previous Wednesday, due to rising COVID cases within teams playing in the tournament, obviously the tournament was going on in our resident Edmonton, as well as surrounding Red Deer area, where many teams came from uh, surrounding countries around the world, uh, you know, Europe and such, and other North American uh, countries came in to play in the World Junior Championship. 
that was canceled on Wednesday due to COVID cases uh, and obviously broke the hearts of many, many Edmontonians who purchased ticket per ticket packages uh, from Rogers Place and Red Deer. I don't, I don't know what the name of the Red Deer Arena is, but uh, it broke the hearts of many of these people who paid good hard-earned money to go to these World Junior Games that we aren't experienced to very much here in Edmonton uh, and obviously was canceled right away. So our resident blogger here at Big Screen Sports, he has a burner account, as mentioned. He has now a Big Screen Sport account, which I'm sure will be quite like a burner account to the potential. He wrote an article today on the World Junior being canceled. I'm sure it has just about nothing to do with the hockey itself. But Maddie B, give us your thoughts. Give us a little bit of what the uh, article entailed today. Uh, yeah, thank you, Brock. Um, I am the resident blogger here. So I did I did write a quick blog the other day about um, the World Junior Championships and the biggest downfalls, I think, from it. So I, I came across two big points that I thought were incredibly, incredibly astonishing that this actually took place and someone thought this would be a good idea. So I'll get you guys' feedback on that after I provide a little bit a little bit of background here. So as Brock said, between Rogers Place in Edmonton and the NMAX Centrum in Calgary, or Red Deer, my apologies, um, the 2022 World Junior Championships were supposed to be hosted here. So um, they usually start on Boxing Day, which is December 26th. And on the 22nd, Premier Jason Kenney and Dina Hinshaw, our Chief Medical Officer of Health, um, they in introduced new restrictions that would do anything from prohibit what time bars have to close to large gatherings and so on and so forth. So this is all in response to this Omicron variant that's been tearing the world to shit. I don't think I'm breaking any news to anyone listening to this by that. So the two biggest fuck-ups I think I saw, pardon my French, actually, no, it's filthy not good. Fuck that. Uh, first one was ticketing. So tickets for this game. So the tournament was held in the same place as last year. So it was also held in Edmonton and Red Deer, but it was in bubbles. So the teams would play games, but it would all be secluded somewhere to how the NHL did the playoffs. So that was not supposed to happen, obviously. COVID forced that into a bubble. So the IHF granted us this year's tournament as well. So people potentially paid thousands of dollars two years ago to get tickets to these, these games, and which now news, breaking news, they've been canceled. So people have had $2,000 in deposits and full payments with, I don't know if it's IHF or Hockey Canada, that they could have been using this money, but that's a completely different story. So the first thing, the first big issue I saw was ticketing. So, you know, when you look at this, the first restriction that was put in from in Sean Kenny, where that capacity had to be reduced to 50%. So when it got reduced to 50%, this was on December 22nd when the news came out and almost immediately the IHF and Hockey Canada put out an email saying they're working through this and we'll contact people that are affected. Um, as soon as possible was the key word in there that I missed, but it took them 48 hours to get back to everyone. So 48 hours after December 22nd is Christmas Eve. And Lord knows there were people that had tickets underneath their fucking Christmas tree and got screwed out of here. So that just goes to show you that I don't understand how people are so fucking ignorant that they don't realize that Omicron has decimated countries across the ocean. It's case numbers are doubling here by the day. How do you not have some sort of plan to deal with this when these outbreaks do inevitably occur and there's a whole other aspect of this where it talks about if you have one positive case on your team you automatically forfeit like that's that's a different conversation that we're not going to get into because that's extremely dangerous to talk about sometimes but 
how do you not have a plan to figure out instantly, okay, if we get reduced to 50%, then we're going to cut these tickets. If we get reduced to 75%, we're going to cut these tickets. Who didn't think of any of this? This is absolutely egregious. And furthermore, all the refunds for these tickets were going to be processed within 30 days. So you could have had your tickets canceled and been like, you know what? I really want my kids to go. I'm going to pay a premium for now that there's half as many seats. Prices do go up. I'll pay a premium so they can still go to this game, but you don't get your money back for up to 30 days. So who the fuck is dealing with this shit? And why is it so fucking hard for people to have some goddamn foresight? Brock, I'll kick it to you first. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, when the story first came out, I had a few, you know, you you do the classic uh, mom having a nice glass of red wine, you know, sipping through your Facebook timeline, and you see some people frustrated because obviously from Shirt Park being close to Edmonton, seeing a lot of local friends and family that were affected by this. Uh, one person in particular, my cousin's fiance, who just like you, Brisson, doesn't isn't shy away from fucking telling people how he really feels. Uh, spent $1,840 on a ticket package, which I believe was about four games with two tickets each game. Uh, they, in an email from Rogers Place, said, we're going to give you half the games. Obviously, he didn't get to choose either of the games, so uh, which wasn't in his control, which is one bad thing. But he said the other two games that uh, he didn't get tickets for were going to be refunded up to 50%. Keep in mind the keywords up to uh, 50%. And they also said, too, that the refund will not be I'll say soon. I don't remember the exact wording, but it was not soon. Like you said, probably up to 30 days within a refund, which I mean, for most people going into the new year, bills to pay, you know, life, life bills and all that. That's quite a bit of money. Uh, so I, I truly do believe I, I agree with you. The whole, you know, Rogers place or whoever's in charge, which I, I believe was Rogers place, not having a plan in place in case games were canceled and refunds had to be uh, returned. I mean, that's just something like, you know, is NHL and Rogers place have something like that in place where, you know, all those Oilers games that got postponed uh, are those games being refunded properly uh, and they had a plan in place, or is it just the IHF, the world juniors and Rogers place just didn't really have it figured out. And we kind of just went spur of the moment. Um, I don't know. I mean, my parents and I, we were talking about possibly going to Toronto for Blue Jays games in like June or July, you know, doing a trip to Toronto. We've always wanted to do it. Obviously, this Omicron variant, we don't know how long it's going to be around. Obviously, 2022 is probably going to be all COVID again, just like 2021 was. But um, it's tough to like plan for vacations or trips somewhere now uh, and pay for tickets and such uh, because it, you don't know what's going to happen. So uh, from the story, the one thing I gathered that I will probably become if I'm spending more than $100 on something, I'm going to be a big terms and conditionings, conditions guy. Everybody loves clicking the I accept and read through the terms and conditions and I agreed everything read in here. But quite frankly, if I'm spending $1,840 on a ticket package for World Juniors and shit like that's going to happen, I'm going to fucking read through the terms and conditions because that's horseshit. If there's something in there where it's talking about, uh, yeah, your refund might not be till this date and 30 days up to you, it'll be, well, I probably don't read and accept it and I might re, re you know, renege my purchase of those tickets or whatever I'm buying. So, um, yeah, I feel terrible for all those people affected by it. And I know lots of people that did. Uh, hopefully they get the refunds close to 50%, if not more, back from those games they got. And for those people that did get to go to games, I hope they enjoyed it because uh, they were good games. Uh, we can talk about that after, but uh, I'll pass it to Westman if he's got anything on the situation first. Yeah, it just sucks. I mean, for everybody involved, like coaches, players, the volunteers that tried everything that they can to – make sure this is safe, but all in all, like the officials of IIHF just did not make it the most appealing, most safe 
environment that they should have. But these players, man, it's like a dream opportunity that's been, been taken away from them. And also the women tournament, the women's tournament has been canceled for the past two years. These, these girls haven't had the opportunity to show their talent off and maybe get a college scholarship or professional contracts from these tournaments. No, I, I think you hit on a key point there, Westy, is that it's been canceled two years in a row. So maybe the way – I know I'm no dummy, and I'm not going to surprise anybody by saying this, but the men's tournament brings in a substantial amount of revenue. The women's tournament does not. But I think the way that they need to stop looking at these things is that they're two mutually exclusive things. In my opinion, what they should do is they should run it not necessarily like the Olympics where they have their Olympics for two weeks and the special Olympics at the same site for two weeks after, but they need to have some sort of semblance where maybe you run them at the same time. You have one in Europe, one in North America and you switch each year, but these two things, these two tournaments, like just because someone is a male or a female or identifies as such does not mean they should not have the same opportunities. And I think that that's something that this comes down to. It's like, no one will ever argue that the NBA makes less, makes more money or makes less money than the, N, than the WNBA. But you have to look at it. They both complement each other. They, they market themselves to different audiences as well. And sometimes the same audiences too, but they need to start being looked at as one cohesive tournament and one, like either we do both or we do none. And that's, I think what it's hopefully going to turn into, but smarter people than me are at the wheel of some of these things. I mean, it's kind of similar to the uh, NCAA March Madness tournament that happened a couple months ago where the NCAA men's had everything they had, right? They had full-size gyms, lockers, and the women's had like no gym and no food and no snacks and nothing that was set up. It was set up so poorly, right? And I mean, the players took to social media to get the change to happen. And that, that's, that's what I think needs to happen in order for these two to run smoothly. There needs to be a change. I, I agree. And I think that, you know, it's, I don't necessarily agree with a lot of things that are done day to day down in this world, but I think there's been a lot of good things that have also come out of the last five, 10 years of innovation and modern thinking where equality is at the forefront and this is this should be something that should be a no-brainer and shouldn't be too difficult to pull off exactly again it's one of those the world juniors you know what's it all about it's it's really two things it's one it's to grow the brand of hockey around the world you know people are talking about why is Canada fucking beating the shit out of Austria you know 11 to 2 and why is Austria allowed in the tournaments? Well, because guys like Marco Rossi that got drafted to Minnesota Wild, he's from Austria. You know, he might he was in this World Junior Tournament. He might not have had the recognition he got to get drafted because of this tournament. Um, it's it's growing the game around the world, kind of like the NBA does, uh, kind of like the NFL does, going around to different places, playing. The MLB does it with the Dominican and stuff. But uh, number one, it's growing the game of hockey. Uh, even at this young age. And two, it's the growth, the development of these players who obviously some are already drafted. They're highly touted prospects for these organizations, uh, but it's a chance for everybody to see those and then see the next up and comers, you know, um, you know, let's, let's kind of, sh- let's transition into the positive fact is the games that did happen for Canada. Obviously uh, we played Czech Republic. We beat them and we beat Austria as well. But, you know, like young players like Connor Bedard, you know, who still has to wear a fucking cage out there. Actually, he's a fishbowl guy. He's got to wear a fucking little fishbowl out there because he's a big fishbowl guy. I wasn't a big fan of that, but uh, he's wearing his fishbowl out there. He's a young guy. He's 16 years old. He's still got to show himself. He's 
potentially going to be the number one overall pick next year. And he's got to prove to people that, yeah, you are right when you say I should be the number one pick. So again, this tournament's about two things, really growing the brand of hockey itself and growing the players and the development they have. And, you know, those are the two main things. And, uh, you know, I don't know why that can't be said about, you know, some of these females and stuff, you know, who might want to go on to school and play for, you know, Michigan or Boston college and all these top uh, hockey programs and stuff. Uh, it's, it's one of those, you should be able to see these two teams in the same light. Yeah. And you know what, maybe I don't think there's any way to make up for past wrongs. I think, I think there's a lot of people with a lot of egg on their face from canceling the men's and the women's and it's just been a debacle and a half, but maybe, you know, I would be remiss to say that if, if the Canadian women's team was playing at Rogers place this time next year, like I'd take the 10 minute walk, even if it is minus 30 outside to get, to get sauced and yell, yell for my country. Right. Like, it's just, it, it's, it's an issue and a half. I just don't understand kind of to get back to the point why there was no contingency planning or even forethought. Like anyone with a fucking frontal cortex could have easily told you that Omicron will likely be an issue. It's four times more transmissible than the other strains. I status jury still out on how deadly it is, but at the end of the day, if this thing is going to spread, why was there no contingency plan to throw the players in an emergency bubble? Why was there none of this? Because there's so many more implications as well. Now tournaments canceled. I read an article today that was talking about how TSN just got dinged for 15% of its annual revenue like that. So there is, it, there's ripple effects that go, what happens to the Edmonton businesses here that, that bought in more stock of booze and food and everything that's going to go bad because people aren't going to, they're not going to sell 12 kegs of Molson Canadian on the Friday night because now there's new restrictions and stuff, which that's kind of outside the scope, but they won't have the people in there during the day having some beers. Right. Yeah. Again, obviously we could, you know, we're not those guys that we're going to get into the COVID fucking restrictions and what the government's thinking, the ins and outs, obviously, although we do have a guy inside the government here at Medi B, but it's one of those that, <laughs> it's one of those that, uh, you know, every, what's the famous Mike Tyson uh, quote? Everybody's got, Everyone's a got a plan until you get hit in the fucking mouth. Well, fucking COVID hit them right in the fucking teeth, knocked them all out, and they got fucking knocked out. They didn't have a plan. So it's one of those that COVID's a fucking thing that's been around our lives for 12 to 18 months. It's something that isn't going away still in the year 2022. And it's one of those that, a guy, a guy, a guy like myself that's in public relations, uh, we uh, we got to know that backup plans have to be a real fucking thing. Like that's that has to be thought of for every business. Again, some businesses can't because it's like we got one shot at this. We're a local business. We got to go for it all, and that's it. But you know, some other businesses that ha- that have revenue and savings saved up that they can you know go around and you know if things don't fail, they can still profit. But they got to have backup plans for things like this, like. All you see on global news is business is going to the place. And again, I could talk about this forever, but the key here with Rogers place, the fucking world juniors being canceled is backup plans need to be fucking thought of with an athletic thing like this. I saw pictures of Germany on the ice at Rogers place. I saw Ray Ferraro tweeting saying, uh, we talked to him in the hotel. They were devastated that the tournament got canceled. These are young guys that, you know, this is like a bowl game for college football guys. This is a fucking big deal. This is the first time that some of these guys are being seen on a national scale in our national scale, obviously and it's a big deal for them because some of these guys aren't drafted. Some of these guys aren't really well seen and whether it's for their own team that drafted them or whether it's a team that's looking to draft them, this is kind of a time for them to shine. It's time for them to play hockey on the big, 
big stage and it just sucks that it can happen again COVID happens we get it but you know it, it's one of those that I think there are things that could have happened that could have prevented a whole cancellation and rescheduling for June or July like the IHF said so again I could yeah, talk about this forever but that's a fuck where are they gonna fucking put them Newfoundland like I don't like I just don't know where they're gonna reschedule it for but that's that was very well put Brock um and yeah, so for any of you minion fuckers that listen to this and like to get in my DMs, my Twitter account is BSS underscore Matt, one T, deal with it. Um, and then, okay, so Westy, so that, that was the first point. I'll, I'll read you off four point, four bullets here, and you tell me if this would be the most effective way for you to prevent COVID spread at the World Junior Hockey Championships, if you were to organize it, okay? All right, so number one. Uh, leave the hotel fully offer, operational in every aspect. Number two, test the maids daily, but allow them to service hundreds of other rooms and people who haven't been tested at all. Number three, keep the downstairs restaurant fully operational so when players have to sit down for their meal, they're in a confi confined space with people who are potentially positive and asymptomatic or potentially positive and symptomatic. And you have to sit there for a significant amount of time. It's a restaurant, right? And then the final one here, uh, have an absolute banger of a wedding reception and with an open bar in the conference room and no restrictions on who can travel with what wing of the hotel. So Westman, is that how you would organize this fucking thing? I mean, I think all those points are wrong. That, congratulations. Congratulations. You could work for the yeah. IIHF and hockey. It's, it's hilarious. So small story here. So for Christmas, Papa Withrow, uh, a little bit of a cheatskate he is. He uh, he bought a room for, you know, mom and the, uh, himself at the Marriott, right? Marriott's being one of the hotels being used. In the so, again, us fucking kids who... What a brother, bro. We know, we know he buys beer $3 cheaper than everybody else. He uses coupons for it. Uh, it's one of those that he bought the hotel room. It was 400 bucks a night. We didn't believe him. We looked it up. He used his, uh, he's an auxiliary constable with Sherd Park, which means he's a volunteer cop. So he's got a badge. He used the, the uh, military veteran uh, police discount, got it down to 130 a night. Pretty sweet. $207 reduction in the night. So they got a night at the Marriott. He was telling us the story, uh, obviously, while the World Dreams going on, it happened uh, Monday, uh, a few days ago. And he, he said that he was standing outside the elevator. He opened the door and it was the, uh, like half the team of Finland just standing in there. He walked by the team Finland left. He looked at the boys like, Hey, did you guys win? They're like, yep. And they just beat fucking Austria, like eight, one or something. Uh, they got at the hotel and everything. And I thought to myself after COVID, after COVID canceled this thing, I'm like, what if my dad was a fucking dipshit? Didn't have his mask on. He was positive And he just spread an entire fucking COVID case to Finland. And they were the reason why the games got canceled. And that's a small reason. Obviously, it happened to it happened to be my parents that seen Team Finland and the coach walking right by them in the hotel. But again, like the fact that they couldn't just book off an entire floor for these guys or have everything secluded, like the bubble you're talking about, Brisson. That's a mini story. I thought to myself, I'm like, what if Finland was a team that got the case of COVID? Would my dad be the reason for it? Who knows? So no, and I think that's a great story. Hilarious. Uh, I asked him. I was like. I asked him, I was like, do you have your mask on and everything? He's like, yeah, yeah. Although he's a big, you know, his glasses fog up and everything, but he did it. So, yeah, it's just, it's one of those, like, what if there was some dipshit who just didn't have his mask on because he was fucking cool, too cool for oh, school. And it's so fucking stupid. And, like, I, I have repetitively praised myself for not claiming to be smart. Like, I am not smart. 
but it's almost like this tournament takes place perfectly in that little space where everyone is on fucking Christmas vacation break from school. It's almost like there's the Claire Drake arena also in Edmonton, legendary historic hockey arena probably fits all the bells and whistles you need, whether or not you have like the red deer is a much nicer arena. I'm not saying that, but like, if you're going to quarantine teams or you want to bubble them, you can still bubble them here with two rinks and have somewhat fans and shit. Like it's, I, I don't know, man. It's, I'm, I'm at Westman. Take this fucker. I'm about to lose it. Well, last. Yeah, I don't I know if you got anything else, Westy? I think we've hit all the, all the nails on the hammer and hammer on the nails. I got, I got two things real quick. Just end on a bit of a positive, funny note. West or Bersani, got anything else? Actually, yeah, my boy Simon Letkowski. Uh, he's a goalie for Slovakia. He had a hell of a rant. I'll, my blog will probably be up in the next 48 hours. So check that out if you haven't already seen it, but he hit everything on the, he hit everything that you need to hit on. And he talks about this stuff. And I, I think that there's to some degree, there is some perception that maybe hockey Canada or IIHF realized that we are in a bad position and this position will likely get significantly worse. Because what are they going to do? Kick everyone out of their fucking hotel rooms? Like, that's that's the thing. So it's, like, I think that there might be, like, I know Mark Masters, one of the TSN guys, he got popped on a positive. But I think that they realize that there's no likelihood that they can contain this fucker. And it's just going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. Brock, over to you. Well, they talked about, like, Luke Tardif, the IAHF president, talked about their main goal right now is to get everybody home safely. Which means that the post covid positive guys and their teams still have to stick around whether it's in those hotels or different bubble until they can safely return because they got a quarantine so everybody thinks the tournament's canceled it's like oh everybody flew home the next day no these guys are still here they got to fucking sitting around the marriott or the you know whatever other hotel and red deer that they fucking shit's heads got to say at. but uh they still have to figure out how to get home so uh to go check out maddie b's blog before we get into our last two points it's www.bigscreensports.com dot wordpress.com go check it out we got the blog going up the big screen sports site he's got all of his blogs on there make sure to update you guys there so the last two points i have i don't know how much world junior guys you guys watch on the red deer side of the games i watched about six minutes of it uh but the one thing i wanted to bring up did you guys watch any fucking second of a red deer game anything like even uh in between another game you just had it on the background I did not. I was supposed to go tomorrow, actually. That was my New Year's Eve plans. So thanks. What'd you say? Zach Tardif? Is that the guy's name? Luke Tardif. Luke Tardif. Fuck you, Luke. Westy, did you watch any of the Red Deer games? I did not watch a okay. single. So uh, imagine, you know, those gay French police horns that they have in Paris and all those countries where it sounds like, you know, two gay guys having sex. That's what the horn sounded like in Red Deer when a team scored. And there was a game, it was probably, I'll say, Russia and some fucking poor schmuck team like Slovakia or somebody getting fucking shit pumped. I watched six minutes of a game, there was three goals scored, and the horn sounded like two gay guys going at it in Red Deer. And I just thought to myself, you guys really couldn't go in there and fucking improve the sound of this horn? Because it, unless they were trying to give them some sort of European aspect and be like, you know what, let's make them feel like they're at home, because that horn really did the job. It sounded like the gay fringe police horn that you see in movies and all that stuff. The other positive note I had was, did you guys catch the video of the referee? There was a good one last year where they had all the referees saying cool things at the opening face-off. There was one this year. 
all-timer, the only one I've seen so far, guy dropping the puck, dropping the who at who asked Santa for minus 40 degree weather, boom, drops a puck. I know if it was Red Deer at Edmonton, all-time game, all-time puck drop. I love it. I do shit like that all the time, refing. What do you guys think of that video? No, I thought that was very, I thought that was very good. And you know, I can't comment on your gay French horn or gay horn comment there, but I didn't get to that portion of the research for this show, but I think Westy did. So on his own volition, though, I didn't think he even knew that was on the agenda. Gay horns, a couple guys with gay horns. Hey, Westy, what do you got to say? No comment. And don't worry. And don't worry for all of you listeners out there. I got two gay cousins, so I'm allowed to say it. All right. They, they're fully respective of it. They know I don't do it all the time, but I'm allowed to say it because I got two gay cousins. All right. I, I got that permission. I, I, I clicked the, the uh, terms and agreements for allowing to say gay in, term, in a public affair because I have two gay cousins. So I clicked that box. So also, listeners out there weren't sure. Do you have a black cousin? No. Okay. Well, you can't say that. Yeah, no. You have to explain all those N-words you texted us. <laughs> okay. Well, that is our World Junior Talk. For all of you listeners out there who got ravaged by this cancellation, we apologize. We hope you're out there in a good place. If you want to rant to us about a certain situation you had with Rogers Place or the Red Deer Arena and whoever booked up those tickets, please reach out to us at Big Screen Sports on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. At Big Screen Sports for Twitter, it's at Big Screen Sport with no S. Feel free to share your rant and we'll share it on the next podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you guys next week.